You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast. Home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. New Year's Eve Eve, Thursday, the eve of New Year's Eve. Just so that motherfuckers know this ain't pre-recorded. We work our dicks to the bone and we don't stop. Edward in Byron, Tom in Sydney, across the vast open expanse of the great state of New South Wales. Coming to you, Edward, how are you? How are you doing? I'm well, mate. I'm good. Bit of sunshine today. Already nipped down to water goes. Had a swim. Walked the perches. Feeling alive. Feeling alive. Uh, the great state of New South Wales is a great state. I just want to remind the listeners of that. It's the greatest state of all time. It's the greatest state on the map. Yep. It's the greatest state known to man, and that's official. Well, so, it's, but it's like, oh yeah, do you want to go and ski? Well, we can we can do that. You can ski. Do you want to go? You want to go out to the? To, you want to go out to the desert? You can do that too. You can do that here. If oh, you yeah. want. Do you want to go and surf some fucking barrels and dodge a couple of sharks? We, we got yeah. that for you as well. You want to get subtropical? We can do that too. Yeah. Because that's what the great state of New South Wales offers. And no other state is that diverse. And it's just as simple as that. Um, so don't bother arguing because you're going to lose. Yeah, you're going to lose. It's 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 lovely up here, Tom. Um, you're going to lose. You're going to lose in a big way. It seems now. Like, is, is it relaxing? It's love. Are, are you able to sort of just, you know, have you been, is it been feet up sort of stuff or have you been pounding yourself into the earth as well? Uh, well, first two nights were, were pound town, Tom. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to the punter and the dribbler. First two nights were pound town. Did I see the sunrise on one of those nights? Maybe I did. Maybe I was getting carried away dribbling and yarning and the birds reminded me of the time. Because I don't, you know, I don't check the time. I don't, don't check the time to, on holidays. On holidays. There's no the time doesn't matter. Time stands still. It doesn't matter. Stuff stands still, but that was good. Last night was a little bit more relaxed, um, and but just sort of easing into my work, Tom. Mm. Easing into yep. it. And now, how long are you in the Bay of Byron for? Till the ninth. That's some. That's some good living to be done in that we're, amount we're, of time. We've had a good year, Tom, and you know better than anyone that. Edward needs his R and R. Well, mate, I mean, it's like a pressure valve. If you don't release the pressure, at mm. some point you'll explode, and not in a good way. So you know, this is a this is like a bottle of soda water. You like, if you just fucking open that thing, you're covered in Bang. soda. Well, now you're covered in soda water, and it's sticky. Well, I don't have soda water sticky, but maybe it's a can of lemonade or a bottle of lemonade, and then you are sticky. Then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble, and unless you've got a hose or something nearby, you're walking around, you're mm. attracting flies. It's a fucking nightmare. So you need your time to blow off steam, and I'm very jealous of you. My version of blowing off steam is pounding multiple fucking tequilas at the end of a night, maybe a gummy, waking up and the TV's on. It's fucking yeah. two in the morning. <laughs> got to trundle off to bed, tail between my legs. Yeah, you're a good trundler, though. Oh, you I'm can a trundler. trundle with the best yeah, of them. I'm a trundler. you got to get it however you can get it. Yeah, You're a trundler by tribe. Yes. I'm also, I'm grappling with things at the moment last couple of days because it's been, you know, very much like family time, holiday time. And, you know, maybe you realise things about yourself that you didn't necessarily want to admit, but there's been signs. And then before you know it, they're staring you in the face. And I'm trying to actively, you know, combat them, maybe become, basically I'm, I'm a bit of a beta male and I'm realising it more and more every day, unfortunately. Had the brother and sister around last night for a barbecue. You know I've got the Weber Q. I'm a fucking 
I'm a barbecue guy these days. I'm a dad, so I need to be able to work a barbecue. I'm aware. Oh, shit. Sorry. We might have a bit of lag in peas and That's right. So just deal with it. Um, bought some snags, Eddie, as you do. You know, I'm a dad. Let us let me turn some snags on the fucking barbie. Let me be a man about mm. it. Now, I've, I've, for the last sort of like maybe six, eight weeks when we've been using the barbecue relatively frequently, I'm like, fucking hell, man. The flames on this thing. It makes me feel like I've got like a really bitch barbecue because the flames are just small. So it was taking quite a while to cook anything. Mm. And I'm just like, fucking hell, whatever. So like I'll have to preheat the bastard for a while before I chuck anything on. And then my brother's there who's like a good cook, more of a man than I am, certainly. Like if you wanted a job to be done, you'd go to him long before you'd ever consider calling my phone. You wouldn't call your phone. I mean, Bonnie gets her run before you, mate. Let's be honest. Yeah. So Will's just standing next to me and I'm like, yeah, look, it's cool. He's like, how's the barbecue? I'm like, it's good, but like it just doesn't fucking, the flames are a bit pissy. Like I feel like a bit of a bitch. Like this thing just doesn't, flames aren't good enough basically to get into your work. It takes a while. He's like, he just goes, you, you turn the gas on full? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean full? It's on. He's like, yeah, yeah, but like turn it on more. I'm like, what? Like you turn the bottle on more, isn't it on? It's on. He's like, he just goes and turns the gas more and the flames just go. <laughs> so I've been cooking on like, I've been cooking on like 80 literal lit matches, like worth of flame. And then Will just turns the gas on and the flames just go fucking through the fucking roof. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Like, yeah, I've had many yeah. things in my life that have sort of made me feel like, you know, hay fever, whatever, beater as shit. That was like a low, low point for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just another reminder, Tom. It's just another reminder that you're not cut out for the fucking, for the tough life, mate. You know what I mean? Podcasting's made you soft. <laughs> or it's revealed it. It's, it's revealed it. I don't know if it's made it. I think it's revealed it, which is worse. Oh, my God. How long, what have you been cooking on that fucking thing? You've probably been avoiding it. I've just been taking, so take, Steph's like, are the sausages still going? Like, that's the sort of conversations we mm. often have. She'll come out. How long, how long, how long have you been, like, what, an hour? No, not an hour, but, like, as soon as we got the gas on. Yeah. Sausages were done in, like, fucking two minutes. And it was like. Yeah, of course they were. Yeah, of course they were. And every time, Steph yeah. was always like, yeah, whenever you chuck the meat on, it wasn't like a big old sizzle. Like, mm. oh, this thing's ready to go. It was always like a bit of like a. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Better warm the barbecue up, man. Fucking hell. 45 minutes later. Right. Dude, it was so bad. God save us, Tom. God save us. Have you told Marina that? Has no, Mar I haven't. Has Marina mate. been she, informed of this? Thank Christ she wasn't there. But while she's been gone, I borrowed the leaf blower and a gurney off my uh, my mum's BF. Yeah. And so I've been getting into a bit of leaf. Like when she's around now, I'm like leaf blowing. I'm gurneying the steps currently because they're all moldy and slippery and shit. She's not in the house, but she's going to come home and be like, ooh, okay. If it's like, you know, if I can just show some, some minor visual signs that I'm not completely useless, then that's probably a good thing. But, I mean, she got me Ferrero shirts for Christmas. She's Mate, a gurney's right up your alley. It's not rocket science, a gurney. Gurney's not rocket science. I did have to call. Get it out. Pound I had to the call, bricks. I had to call mum's boyfriend, though. And I'm like, mate, it's just not... Fuck, I forgot. This just happened before we got on, like an hour before I... I'm like, it's just... The power's weak as piss, dude. Like, how do you even fucking get anything off? And he's like, you've plugged it into the wall, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. And then I run down 
into the house where the PowerPoint is and it's just not plugged in. And I'm like, yeah, okay. No, I didn't plug it in. So don't worry about that. Wasn't you are <laughs> fucking hopeless. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's that first time on a gurney. It makes a sound. Like it, there's like a rumble to I it. I know, I know. And it's not my first time on a gurney. Remember, I've fucking, I've, I've, I've used tools before. Not to any great effect, but like. Sorry about the fucking dog barking as well in the background. But anyway. That's all right, man. We're, we've got we got fucking plenty of dogs up here as well getting into their work. Loving themselves. They've been running around, bro. It's so funny. Tonka, just obviously the alpha male amongst the dogs. He just, it's, well, I'm realizing he likes his alone time. And there's this little dog, Minnie, who I don't know if she's angling for something a little bit more than a friendship. Maybe she is. And I respect that out of Minnie. Because Tonka would be a lot to handle, if you know what I mean. But she's still getting into her work and just won't leave him alone. And so, like, he'll go and collapse on the tiles. And, and so... Does... does you know, it, snuggle next to him. But does, does, a, does a, a, a nutless Tonka still get hard? Well, he doesn't get as hard as he used to, Tom. <laughs> But he's still got it in him. Okay. But he doesn't seem to have any sort of drive to get into his work, if you know what I mean. I think we've robbed him of his drive. Um, it was for the good of Tonka and for the good of the family. Yep. But I do sometimes. There are moments when I go, look, would I like to see my boy on the job getting into it? Maybe, you know, make the old boy proud. Mm. But. It is what it is. You've got to live with it yeah. and, and you move on. And, but he does, he's like, he just goes, bro, leave me alone. Just, just leave me alone. Because is, so there's, so, and you've got, how many people are you staying with? What's your property like? Oh, it's fucking nice, bro. It's oh, really nice. Yeah, good. With um, this sort of, shout out to Chris Mushin who jagged it. I think it's sort of like, I think people cancelled and he was just on the internet at the right time of day, Tom, snagged it up. Five bedrooms, pool, oh. lawn, really lush stuff. Oh, really lush stuff. And are you um, uh, are you with Benny Porter? Benny Porter's here. Scotty Rumble's here. Indy, his girlfriend, was a laid out because COVID struck her down. It's struck him down many. But, you know, we're up here and we're having a good time. I think Steph Allen's coming up in a couple of days. So, you know, there's people running around. Poor there's old Jarchi locked in fucking... Vulcan. I know, but surely he can like he can go now, right? Like he's got, coming up. He's coming up on the third. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's like five days now. You have COVID five days, bing bang boom. Yeah, yeah, five days. Get over it. Shut up and fucking move on. Just, That's what just I rip say. And tear, please. Um, yeah, well, it's ripping a tear in season, bro. I have heard from people inside camp, uh, punt and dribble up in Byron, yep. Camp Simpson, that you've been getting come on. I have, yeah, a couple. I think I'm up to four or five. <laughs> We're almost onto the second hand. Yeah, they're coming out. There's been a couple of real gusto. I was at fucking Top Shop the other day and some like rolled past and fucking belted it out. <laughs> There's a bloke this morning in Watergoes who gave me a real big one. Did you return serve with gusto or you just had to sort of well, it's it's vibe. I, I get the hand up. Sometimes I'll, I'll scream. It depends what mood I'm in. Exactly. You, know what you I don't mean? have to return with the scream. I think that no, needs I don't. to be known. But know this, Tom. Know this. The hand goes up. Yeah, good. That's all we need to know. The hand's got to go up. The hand up. goes up. The, hand's the hand go goes up. up. The hand goes up. The hand goes up. If I was fucking super lubricated when I copped a couple, then, you know, maybe I'll get really into my work. But, 
you know, I'm just easing into it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I don't think you want to you want to overdo it. I think you know you match a come on with however you're feeling, but it's you, yeah. you must return serve. Otherwise, you must return serve. You must. And I can't let down Leighton Hewitt. I can't let down his legacy. I can't let down the punter and the dribbler. So I will always return serve, Tom. But knowing that I may have a few come-ons in me this trip, I I need to pace myself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we're just – we're merely gatekeepers of the come-on. You know what I mean? We don't own it. We're gatekeepers. Leighton, obviously – well, it was passed on to us by Leighton and, and, you know, and he still owns it, obviously, but we, we share in the journey. We're disciples of him, you could say. Um, and we'll pass it on to someone else, the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. That's sort of what we're doing. Yeah. Makes is. sense? Yeah, no, well, it makes sense to me, Eddie. Um, but you're missing me, buddy? I am missing you, mate. I'm missing you. But you know what? I am also like our WhatsApp's been quiet. That's been like a nice little holiday. You know what I mean? Like we haven't – it has just been one of those things where it's like, fuck it. You know, it hasn't been sort of anything. It's just been like, a, let's just turn the lights off. Yeah. Let's turn the lights off at, you know, at the office and let's just, we just come on here and shoot the shit when we have to. But by and large, everything's pretty fucking dormant. Well, I was actually surprised to get a text from you today when I saw Hello Sport. I'm like, what's this about? And you're like, yeah, bro, what time today? I'm like, what time today? What are you talking about? Had no idea it was Thursday. That's zero good. idea. You got to love it. Zero, zero idea it was Thursday. You could have told me it was Saturday. I went, yep, sounds about right. Could have been a Tuesday. I don't know. Nor do I care, No, frankly. This is the time Nor of year when, when there, I mean, nothing matters, basically. I wasn't even nothing 100% matters. sure. I have to, I've had to ask Steph like three times this week what day it is. Mm. Um, but again, who gives a fuck? But obviously, the only thing that matters on a Thursday is that we get a little dribble and yarn to the punter and the dribbler. That's um, right. I will now, say Tom. this. So I've just got one thing uh, that I would like to bring to your attention because it sort of it signals my intent for 2022, and that is that I actually you can see them completely unintentionally. But what what can you see over my left hand shoulder, Cops, buddy? I can see them. Yeah, just turn the camera would down you? there if you're watching. Okay. Oh, Taylor made. Yeah, baby. Very nice. And you can see a little. Uh, cart there as well i can see a cart there mate yeah i can you're more of a you're more of a buggy guy though let's be honest well listen i was thinking about it i was like they were like do you want to get the one with the backpack and the stand i'm like that fuck that put your rocks in your head if you're carrying your own if you carry your own clubs you need to have a long hard look at yourself because you've got your priorities all wrong you're already, you're already playing golf, mate. Relax. You're already Shut playing. the fuck up, bro. Put the clubs down. That's what wheels are for. Yeah. That's why we invented the wheel. Don't you think... If you don't think the forefathers of the wheel, the inventor of the wheel, wouldn't be turning in their grave, seeing a good wheel pass by in favour of walking clubs, then you're sadly mistaken. You're off your head. Um, but shout out to golf traders, went in there, had them like sort of take me through my swing. I'm like, what should I use? What, what about this club? And like, I was obviously, I'm not good, but like, I've always just got by on, you know, raw power and brawn, try and hit the fucker as hard as I can and hope for the best. And the guy was and just- And then top it. Yeah. That's fine. Top it, shank it, fucking miss it. Yeah. Yeah. But so I got taken, you know, he sort of like worked out what clubs were right for me. And then that night I was like, fuck, I'm going to the driving range. The driving range, Moore Park driving range open till 11. I can only yep. assume that is because they factor in that, you know, 
men argue with their wives or their partners and, you know, you might have an argument at 9 o'clock and you need to get out of the house. Driving no, is still open. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, it's also probably, arguably, one of the great money spinners on planet Earth. Yeah. That thing would fucking pump out coin. Yes. Pump out coin. So I rolled in there, went for a hit, saw a dribbler there. Shout out to Lachlan, I believe his name was, but I was... I was approached by a father and, and his young son. They didn't look like golfers, I can tell you. The dad You was were approached. I was approached, not as like a hello sport thing, just like, so I'm just there pounding, pounding fucking balls. Not very mm. well either. I was hitting them way better at the shop with the guy, and then I came out yeah. to test him out. Wasn't a good feeling. I was hitting him poorly. But I was working on my new swing, aligning my shoulders and shit, you know, whatever. Yeah. This dad with like a twirly moustache and hiking boots <laughs> comes over to me with his son and he reminded me of Mr. Ismay, but bald. What? Just as an example, because he was English as fuck. Mr. Ismay the cock, yeah. Mr. Ismay the cock from Titanic. If you don't know, fucking get over it. So Mr. Ismay and his son come up to me and the guy's like, excuse me, excuse me, sir. It was like he was it was like he was a character in like a fucking adventure movie who's like just transported time and never seen golf clubs before. Excuse me there, sir. Could I ask you? And I'm like, uh, sorry, what? He's like, I need some help from you, please. And I'm like, he's like, we've never done this before. And I'm like, never done what? And he's like, golf. I'm like, okay. He's like, could you show us a few things? I'm like, dude, if you knew that I knew. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I've I'd I'm like, I don't think, I'm not going to be able to help you, man. I'm not that good. And he's like, please, you must be better than me. We've never been here. And I'm like, if you only knew that I literally just got these clubs today. But now I find myself in a situation where I'm giving a coaching lesson to <laughs> Mr. Ismay and his fucking 15-year-old son about how to hit golf balls. And I'm like, head down. I'm like, just trying to lie at this point because I don't know what else to fucking do. I'm like, yeah, look, I'm actually just working on like aligning my shoulders right now. Like that's, you know, you, it's a constant like work in progress golf. Blah, 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 blah. Just talking out my ass. Trying to get, yeah, keep your head really still yeah. over the ball. Fucking slow backswing. Just, you know, obviously things that I've heard. Yeah half an hour ago from a guy at the fucking pro shop. As it turns out though, he's like, well, all right, now, now like, uh, you better show us, you better show us how it's done. I'm like, fuck, he now wants me to hit one. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, I was, this was like the most pressure I've ever felt playing golf was to Mr. Ismay and his fucking kid. Now the story would be better if I had shanked it, but well, for whatever reason, maybe you can call me Mr. Clutch. I fucking pumped this thing into the abyss. And so then Mr. Ismay and his kid go off going like, well, fuck, we've just, we've just got some really good advice from one of the great golfers, it would seem, in, this, you know, in the Sydney Basin. I then go and watch them take the knowledge that I've given them you know, in the two fucking slots or tees right next to me. And they just fucking, they were missing every single ball they hit, topping absolutely everything. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, luckily they're not looking at me. Like if they were able to still see every ball that I was hitting, it was fucking atrocious. But I was just like, this is ridiculous. I literally just got golf clubs and I'm giving out fucking coaching advice to two complete randoms. But you know, all's well that ends well. I made a friend. You made a friend. You made a friend. Yeah, but... I mean, it's not that difficult, really, coaching golf. It's it's pretty simple. Keep your arms straight. Keep your head down. Keep your bum out. Swing with the hips, baby. Slow backswing. 
That's it. Take your time. Yes. And don't try and grip it and rip it because you're not John Daly. Not yet, but you're not John Daly. Let the club head do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the club do the work. Yeah. Let the club do the work. But keep your head down over the ball. Twist um, through with your hips. Nice and centered. Yeah. How did you help him with the grip? Did you help him with the grip or you said, fuck it? I did. Wing it. I gave him the like uh, pinky. Are you an interlock guy I'm or pinky, are you an overlap I'm guy? A, I'm a pinky interlock. Okay. I'm an overlapper. As in, how's that look? Just like, uh, oh, like as in your thumb. As in like that one. Yeah. Pinky into the ridge. Oh, okay. Into the ridge. Into okay. the ridge. Yeah, yeah, I can like that. I can like that. And then some some people go hands next to each other, which is that's pretty bit, out there. Yeah, well, that's a bit like Flintstone, Stone Age golf. Yeah, that's Stone Age that's stuff. That's Stone Age that's, shit. That's, that's get with the times, bro. It's 2021. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. Nearly 2022, which is even worse. Yeah, exactly. But so. Did you get, did he give you a couple of free balls? Did you go, listen, mate, that wasn't free. Why don't you tip a couple in? <laughs> go get me a bucket, Mr. Ismay. You fucking dog. Yeah. Yeah. A jumbo, please, go bro. Get me a hundred, go get me 230 balls, you fucking scumbag. And your kid. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kid's paying too, mate. Yeah. She gave you two free lessons. They're usually a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, fucking hope they are. Nothing free in this world. No. Um, Nothing free in this world. I was a generous man. But anyway, signaling intentions, Eddie. 2022 is the year of golf for me, and I'm, I'm yeah. pulling you into it. It's the year of Hello Sport Golf. No, no, pull me in. I played the other day up in Byron, good course. Um, had Kaya going in the background, pounding out the cricket. It was fucking over in about three seconds flat. We'll get to that. I I need work. Yeah. I think it's fair to say I need work. I put my hand up, I'll be honest. I don't play enough golf. Not enough golf to succeed at the highest level, Tom. Yeah. Um, and when you're top of the heap, you want to be able to grip and rip it. Yeah. But I'll be right there with you, 2022. I show signs of greatness, Tom. I think it's fair to say I show signs of greatness yeah. uh, in between topping, shanking, missing, yep. you know. The Get inference out. of greatness. Yes, yes. You know, if you're, if you're an archaeologist dusting off a fucking skeleton, there's a skeleton of greatness there. There is, there is. We just need to put some meat on those bones yeah. and that's going to start in 2022 when we join the club. We, I don't know what we do. Well, uh, we definitely, um, we, um, I think maybe some, I wouldn't mind maybe group, a group lesson. Get someone yeah. to document, we, we document the journey of us fucking becoming yep. elite golfers. Yeah, exactly. Going from 30 handicapped golfers down to what? We could probably get down to three or four, I think, Tom. I, well, certainly inside a year, Eddie. That's the plan. It's certainly inside a year. Obviously, Tom and I have plans in 2022 to be a little bit more light touch. So we show up, we spew gold, and then we go hit the links. <laughs> And that probably, I don't know, three or four times a week. Yeah, I'm thinking so, Eddie. Well, you can't improve unless you play three times a week. Well, three times a week, the, that's the number. That's the uh, And what better way to, what better time to get into your work than midweek? It's a family time. time. Obviously, you've got a family on the weekends. Elza likes to spend time with me on the weekends. Also, schooners need to be fucking need to be pounded on weekends. Weekends are busy. Weekends are a busy time for you and I. So I think, you know, I don't know, 11.30. 10.30, Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Wednesday. I think you do Tuesday. a Thursday because if you rip and tear Thursday, Friday is your oyster. It's still a work day. We could probably do a Monday as well. What do we go? Monday, 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 Wednesday, 
Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that sounds about right. Works for me. Yep, happy with it. Book it in, book it in. Yep. Will you be able to follow that punters and dribblers this year, 2022 or next year? Um, again, I see us getting into the single-digit handicaps within side of a year. People say it can't be done, but again, there is a skeleton of greatness underneath this skin. Yep. It's just about unleashing it on the world. Do you know, is there golf merch down the track? Do we see that? Yeah, we do. We already talked about a punters and dribblers visor. I mean, fuck, that could look good on a golf course. Um, I think I'd, I don't have the official numbers in front of me, but they say that wearing a visor, you're probably going to take oh, 10 to 15 strokes off a round if you've got a visor on. Yeah, that's what they say. Scotty Boland was Dude. just fucking Scotty pounding I, the English into the earth. Has anyone made the like very obvious reference to the fact that his name sounds like Boland? Because I haven't seen it anywhere. And I'm like, where the fuck are the newspapers with Scotty Boland? Yeah. Boland Scotty. Scotty Boland yeah. of Boland Scotty fame. Yeah. Boland Scotland. Boland Boland. Boland Boland. Like, Boland Boland. Boland, Boland. Boland. I didn't hear enough beautiful. of that from Alex Carey. I didn't hear enough from, of, of that from Alex Carey at all. No. That's a massive opportunity missed. The keeper's supposed to be the chirpiest prick on the, pad, on the paddock. Well, the, I feel like there's almost a prerequisite for the keeper to have some sort of copywriting ability to come up with quick one-liners. Come up with the headlines of the next day for the papers. Yes. Bit of chirp, but witty chirp. Mm. Bowling, Boland would, I mean, thanks for coming. He would have taken a 10 far. Yeah. Six for seven ain't bad, though. I missed the whole thing because I was at the fucking zoo. So there you go. Mate, so I think six for seven off four or five overs. Yeah. Maybe it was three overs. It wasn't many. I think it was f – it might have been five, but, I mean, that's ridiculous. I was um, – I went to the zoo that morning and I just – my phone was going off and I realised that I was missing some of the greatest cricket, you know. Like I knew I was missing a famous Ashes moment because I just saw all the fucking chirp in the WhatsApp group. So I was like, oh, Christ. Mm. So I was trying to whip my phone up to like watch it while I'm going past a gorilla enclosure. And then I'm like, I'm not being present here for Evie's excitement because I'm trying to watch Scotty Boland rip and tear for the nation. Where are my priorities now? I wanted to say that with Scotty. I did. And I had it on the pram. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to pause it and I'm going to come back and watch it. You can pause this shit. But it ate me away. Ate away at me. The English, Eddie. I don't want to... There's been a lot of people piling on the English post this fucking 12-day ashes ravaging. A lot of people. I don't necessarily want to add to the pylon, but I feel like it's our duty to also add to the pylon. They still well, we wouldn't be telling that we wouldn't be telling the truth if we didn't pile on. No. I think I heard on ABC Grandstand as I was coming up to Byron. That guy who does all the stats, his name escapes me, but he's a genius. I think this is the worst average cumulative from an English side to ever come to Australia. I think they're the worst English side, Tom, to ever come to these shores. Now, that's a massive deal. That's a humongous deal. <laughs> the worst to ever come to our shores? Yeah, in terms of runs scored to this point. Ricky Ponting, I just want to get Ricky's quote up because it got me hard. I don't think I've seen a worse performing team in Australia than what I've seen from England over the last three games. That's not, that's not just about England. He's saying the, a worse 
He's never seen a worse team ever come to Australia. Yeah. No, no, no worse team. That includes some really beta nations at beta points. Mm. You I'm know, sure Bangladesh have been here, Sri Lanka. Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, the West Indies have fallen off a cliff. Like, he, that's putting it into context. Mm. New Zealand back in the day, fucking absolutely stank it up. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big call from Ricky, and Ricky knows it better than anyone else. Ricky, Ricky's eyes for the game of cricket, almost second to none on the planet right now. What's worse for the English, Tom, is that they have they just roll over like you can bowl you can blame it on us being too elite our batter's been too elite our bowler's been way too elite you can argue that to the cows come home but i've seen weakness and i've seen an inability to weather the storm like i've never seen like it's been absolutely fucking deplorable it really has and to make matter worse even than that is that they've spent four years time preparing for this moment I think it was like Jonathan Agnew or something was talking about a podcast series he'd done interviewing everyone from the bowling coaches to the players, to the, to the uh, nutritionist, to the physios and stuff in the lead up to this Ashes series started like in January. And he goes, the wheels have completely fallen off at the start of the year. People were fairly confident that England could come down here and do a job, not win the series necessarily, but like win tests. Mm. They're getting pounded by innings and shit, mate. Like it's been, we have our fucking captain, old Blue Eyes, probably through some English bit of skullduggery, can't play the second test. Uh, care A, brah, will win that one. Also, Sands Country Boy. So we bring in Jahai Richardson and, and, and Michael Nessa, get the job done comfortably there, even though it went to the fifth day. It was only ever we were going to win it. Then in this test, Country Boy's still not there. Oh, we're going to fucking bring in... They couldn't win. They couldn't win. No. Then we bring in some unheard of, with the greatest respect, Scotty Boland of Boland fame, who's an MCG specialist, just to hump them into the earth. But he, like, even in the first innings, he got a wicket. He bowled all right, but it wasn't like, you know. The thing is that England actually had – they bat, they they bowled well. We, we, we took a big steamy piss on uh, Mr. Anderson last podcast, in fairness to him. We're honest guys. He did come out and bowl well. But then as soon as they we sent him we back in the bat, we, we sent him back in a bat and it's like, oh, you guys almost did all right for like a second. And then you literally, we beat you by an innings and 14 runs. You couldn't even chase down like 80 just to get level with us. You fucking losers. Yeah. What was it? 68? That's a disgraceful. What about the, what about the stat where it's like England run scorers in uh, 2021? Root? On like, you know, 1,700. Then uh, Rory Burns. Rory Burns. Of, but he's got 500. And then the third highest run scorer for England in 2021 is Sundries. Is extras. Third highest is Sundries. Yeah. Sundries third place. Sundries with bronze. Yeah, dude. Sundries might open the batting. They rolled out openers in that last test, Tom, that averaged in the 20s. Dude, everyone, all their batsmen do that. Like, all their, no batsman in fucking England averages over, like, 30 other than Joe. And so I'm listening to this Jonathan Agnew being like, oh, the wheels have fallen off and we've lost troops and, you know, we've lost, you know, Joffre Archer and bloody yada, yada, yada. But, like, you can't score runs, though. Who Who's scoring your runs? You don't have anyone to score runs. No. Are you, is there, like, six batsmen that are injured that I've never heard of and the rest of the world's never heard of that average in the 50s and are just going to... 
come out here and rip and tear? Like, I don't think so, bro. I don't think Joffre Archer not playing is a big concern. I think your big concern is that you have nobody outside of Joe Root to who can score runs, and Joe can't score him here either. So where are you? You're nowhere. You're the worst type side of all time. You This could go down as one of the worst sides in the histories of the Ashes. Now, we've been playing since the 1880s, bruh. And to be the worst side in that time, in our illustrious history, it's not It's not good. And you know what else is not good? Like, I love humping the English. I love it. You, you love humping the English. We all love humping the English and reminding them who's king. But... When I'm losing out on two full days of test cricket and I get two and a half days and I can't sit on the couch and, and next schooners with the boys and enjoy it while I'm on my holiday, then, then there's, there's a problem. It should, there's still a be problem. it should still be going. It should be on now. It should be on right now. We should be watching it right now. It should yeah. be on. It's mm-hmm. 11.42, fifth day. It should be on. It's not. No. Because they can't fucking hack it, mate. It's going to be 5-0. That 5-0 never happens, by the way. It's happened three times in the history of the game, and that's it's going to be another one. But that's what's crazy. They were saying, like, before the turn of the century, I think it had happened once, and then after two thousand. No, no, until until Warney and the boys did it in two thousand six seven, it had been done once yeah. in the twenties, yeah. once. And then now we're just doing it every time they come to Australia, and they're like, "What is it about the Poms being so weak in Australian conditions? Like, why are they such anemic, soft cock, weak English boys?" And you know what Davey Warner's advice was? Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, bat on the syntho. <laughs> go back to go back to under 12 shit. Go bat on synthetic pitches, you losers. The polished concrete. Get back yeah. into some fucking real, you know, swing king, polished concrete, backyard cricket, soft cock shit. Also, as well, like, he's also saying that because they can't handle the bounce, right? They can't handle it. They can't hack the bounce. They hate Australian bounce. Terrified of bounce. Well, we're a nation of jumpers. We can handle bouncy shit. You know what I mean? Uh, Tom, 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 why do you think our pitches are bouncy? Because we love jumping. There's an affinity. It's the yin and the yang. Not even the yin and the yang. It's just, it is what it is. Bounce. We like to leap down here. Why? Because the kangaroo showed us the way. It's pretty simple. But, if you're getting told to go and bat on synthetic pitches because you need to be able to handle the bounce, I ask myself, why haven't you produced some Australian-like pitches in your backyard to train on? Wouldn't that make sense? Doesn't that make a bit of sense? Like, what did Labashane do? Like, what do, our, uh, what do our bowlers do that want to have success in England? They go and play a bit of county cricket. I haven't seen any of those boys come down here and try and get some some runs under the belt no. with the Red Kookaburra. No. Like, they're not taking it seriously, no, quite they don't frankly. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it's a busy, it's a really busy period. I'm like, is it is it that busy? 2020 series in fucking Dubai, not that important. No. At least in not your downtime. Like, all right, yeah, we're going over to... Let's say Dubai, we're doing the, uh, the, the the T20 fucking World Cup, which you guys thought you won the Ashes after beating us in a pool game, you losers. Uh, maybe spend some time in between games practicing for the upcoming test as well. Just find some time. You know what? Because you're like, oh, we're working so hard. We're traveling. We play a lot of cricket. Da, da, da. It's like, yeah, but you know what, dude? Like, what's the point if you're just going to get humped every second you play? What's the point? What is the point? And they'll go, oh, yeah, but we're supposed to be some like inter-team matches and stuff that can't, can't have been able to go ahead because of COVID. I'm like, find a way then. Find a way. Find a way. Find a way. Go down to the local park. Go down and find yourself a syntho and get to work. Get on the synthos, you losers. I tell you what, Tom, if I was in charge of Glenn McGrady, obviously the pink test day three, Jane I think I'd, 
Jamie Grady, rather. I think there should be serious consideration given to the fact that they ne- they need to bring that forward. Are they going to get to a third day? Oh, that's a good point. Could you imagine Jane McGrady finishing at 11? 10, 11. What if we never get there? Like, this English side is a chance of losing inside of two days. They really are. Like, we could if honestly, get, we okay. could declare on 80. Just go, let's just go out there, if let's we, pump 80 runs, declare, send them in. Think about this. We go out there, we bowl them out before lunch. Not impossible. Not impossible. Then we bat for a whole day and then send them in and then bowl them out in the, in the evening session on day two and it's all over. Is that impossible? No, it's not. No, it's not. You might say that I'm being a little bit over the top, but am I? It was over by 11 o'clock in the, at the MCG, so I don't think I am, to be honest. Do we need to get a syntho out there? I mean, is it, do we have a syntho in Sydney or it doesn't really matter? They'll shit themselves on a syntho. <laughs> They're not going to go any well on a syntho. No, Tom. that's true. That, he's saying you need to train on a syntho to get used to Australian the bounce. Yeah, so Australian we, bounce. we don't want to roll out a syntho. It will be over inside two days if it's on a fucking syntho. Oh, it'd be, yeah, 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 you can say goodbye if it's on a synth, though. That'd be disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. And this poor old Cricket Australia, who's been banking on revenue, given the trying times of the last two years, would be going, what are you fuckers doing? Yeah. You have an obligation to just cricket, to fucking rock in with some skillful cricketers. Some. Mm. Some. It'd be nice if you could. You They've got a population of 70-odd million, Tom. Off the top of the dome, mm. plus the South Africans they've they've um, you brought know, in and the Kiwis sh- shipped in in the back in the in the times gone by. And obviously, they've got a Kiwi in the setup at the moment. I don't know. There's probably a few more internationals that they're rolling out. So it's seventy million plus. I don't know another ten. Call it eighty, Tom. Yep. Call it eighty million. Out of eighty million people, are you telling me you don't have six? We say Joe Root's up to it. Five other batsmen. Five out of eighty million. Stokes is up to it. Four, you know, four others. That's it. Four, four more batters out of eighty million people. It doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, because I don't. The only thing that's upsetting for us is that we don't get to watch five days of humping. We just, it's just, it's too short now. And I'm, I'm really thinking like, because I'm, I'm going to go to Sydney, the Sydney test, try get fucking Omicron at some point, just get it out of the way. But yep. I'm like, what days am I going? Maybe second and third day. I'm like, you hear about bloody people who went down to Melbourne for the day, for like they planned their trip around going to Melbourne for day three, four, five, and it's like I saw two hours of cricket and I flew yeah. to fucking Victoria. Like what a horrible experience that whole thing must have been. I flew to Victoria, watched cricket for two hours, and then I'm fucking flying home. Unbelievable. So I think I've got to go day one. Dude, you have to go day one. You have to go day one. Go day one and two. Don't make make smart decision. Play eyes up. Don't be like that guy that flew down to Melbourne for day three, four, five because it's not going to end well for you. He's just it's now stuck well in Melbourne. No, he's just stuck in Melbourne. His flight's yeah, tomorrow or this afternoon. He's expecting, yeah. you know, he's just sitting there twiddling his thumbs. Exactly, and he's walking around. He's looking at all the street art, and he's, he's trying oh, out the see, coffee that's supposedly yeah. the best in the world. Have and have another reminded, coffee? Let's go have yeah. another coffee somewhere. Well, I've, I've already had eight today, and yeah. to be honest, they're no better than anywhere else in Australia. No, but, I'm you know. fucking shivering and having panic attacks. I've got too much caffeine, but it's the best. Mm. But there is the yarn. They're trying to say like, oh, Omicron, do we just play all the tests in Melbourne? What the fuck are we talking about? Do you want to play in Melbourne again after we just rolled them inside two and a half days? No. Give them a look at something else. Try something else. No, we don't want to stay in fucking Victoria. What are we talking about? That's not happening, Tom. That's not happening. 
It better not be fucking happening. That's not happening. It better not be happening. Um, but be that as it may, I am one proud Australian, Tom. I think that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. I'm one proud. proud Australian. The boys have not let us down. They've they've absolutely ripped and teared. Pat Cummins is a leader of men, Tom. He's an absolute meter, leader of men. I don't know if you saw the 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 making of Pat Cummins on Fox Sports, but it's a great watch. Phenomenal it's a great watch. watch. First series as captain, already an Ashes winning captain. What a fucking alpha! I've got a good feeling about this about this kid. Tom, I think that he might be one of our most successful captains ever. I don't want to put the knocker on him, but it's just a feeling. I'm not saying he's definitely going to do that. It's just a feeling I've got. But they're already talking about his, like, just looking at his numbers. And, like, you're hearing more than one commentator who knows well enough. They're like, he could be an all-timer. We could be looking at an all-timer here. His average is fucking phenomenal. He does not bowl a bad ball. Like, they're all like, dude, he just does not bowl a bad ball. And if he does, it's still a pretty good ball. It's bad he's for bad. him. Yeah, it's bad for him. But he, he's, his worst ball is better than most people's best ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, he, and then they were saying that documentary that he just takes so many wicked balls, ones that just, like, shoot off the pitch or bounce up, rear up on you. He's like... That's what Hazelwood was saying. He's like, we're pretty similar-ish. Like, he's a bit quicker than me. He's maybe just as accurate as me, but he just has these wicked balls in him that he just fucking rolls out with reckless abandon and takes English scalps, and it's just a pleasure to watch. He speaks well. He's very intelligent. He's dashing. He's tremendously good-looking. All the boys fucking love him. The nation loves him. I... I'm. It's making more and more sense to me as time goes by. As in the, to have him as skipper of the nation. Yes. Oh fuck yes. yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Oh fuck yeah. I tell you what else has been nice, Eddie. And I don't usually do this, but because they're English and because you know English tears satiate every single Australian dribbler. I've been going. Yeah. I know you got me onto the Test Match Cricket podcast, which is fantastic. That's basically Poms. It's good, isn't it? Poms, uh, you know, um, what's it called? An, an autopsy, basically, on the rotting <laughs> carcass that is the English cricket team. But there was yeah. also one on Sky Sports or something, and it was like an hour with, like, Nasser Hussain and a couple of other former English players who were just, like, calling for fucking reviews from top <laughs> to bottom, from everything. They need a review into the under-12s cricket. They need a review into the top end. Everyone's fucking jobs under, you know, under review. They're all fucked. They're all, like, just losing it. It's so good. They're like, this is just one of the lowest points in the history of English cricket, one of the worst losses ever. They're just all turning on them so bad. It's fucking phenomenal. I will say, though, and I do think that this is pretty – I kind of – agree with it or I like it, but like they're not piling on Joe. They're like Joe's Joe's not a good captain. Ask Ian Chappell. We know that. Joe couldn't captain his way out of a wet paper bag. But Joe's doing his goddamn best and no one else in the team is helping him. And no one from like the hierarchy either. They're like, why the fuck do we get rid of the second highest run scorer at opener, even if he isn't batting well in Rory Burns, to bring in Crawley, who's averaged like fucking three runs or something this year and averages 14 at best in test cricket. Like, Joe's sitting there like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I'll just try. Yeah, you literally literally drop your second best batsman. Like, what the fuck's... 
what's the point in that guy getting... Yeah, sure, he only got like 500 runs in a year, but like that is so much better than everyone else, which is embarrassing. But is he the one you should be dropping? I kind of thought Hamid was going to get dropped as well. I'm like, Hamid's nowhere. Again, I don't know. How many people can you drop an entire side if you don't have anyone else no. coming in? But it's like, surely the guy who's second only to sundries, surely he gets a, a stay of reprieve. Is that what it's called? Surely a he Stay does. of execution? That's right. The other thing is, unfortunately for the English, the last three times they've come here, well, so this would be the third. The last two times they've come here, they've been absolutely pounded into the earth and each time that happens, they call for a review. Supposedly, no stone was left unturned in preparation for this Ashes series, and it's been arguably their worst performance of all time. You just you, you start to go, where to from here? If you've got no more stones to turn, what do you do then? We've we've turned all the stones. The stones have been turned. We're we're, we're out of stones. Mm-hmm. Do you do you start washing stones? Do no you start stone cleaning the stone? <laughs> no stone what, what the fuck do we do? I don't know. Did they have any answers? The, the these English? No, no, no. That was None. the best bit about it. They've all got conflicting opinions. They've all got conflicting opinions, and it's like, great, love this, love this. They're not bickering, but they're like, well, I don't know about the coaching. Fucking, da, 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 what about this? What about the fucking the the heads? Well, we got to get back to we've focused on one day cricket too much, and now we've done that. Now we need to focus more on test cricket. Well, I think the coaching needs to. There's too many individual bat, batting styles, and then then people go, no, nah, you can't blame the coaches. Batsmen should just work on it themselves. I'm like, yes, more more disagreeing and more like <laughs> no one knows the answer. It's like you fucking losers. You're screwed. But also, like, get better because it would be nice to have, like, an engrossing series once in fucking... You know what I mean? Like, you think, like... When well, the, we, the English one, the English one's always good. When yes. we go to England, that's always ripped But you know when you go, like, when it's a summer where... I think there was, like, two summers ago when New Zealand and Pakistan came out and you're like, oh, okay, great. Like, we're just going to pump them and it's not going to be very good. You always think that the Ashes is going to be a little bit better... It, it is just by virtue of the fact that it's the Ashes, but you're like, we actually pump them worse than any other fucking team that ever comes here. They're the worst performing yes. team ever. Like, yeah, as in are. just generally, they just come out here and suck. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time there was a close series in Australia. Like, even when they won, it wasn't relatively close. We lost 3-1. We got, I mean, we won in Perth, but... And the first test of the Gabba was relatively close. But otherwise, it's 5 nil. then we lose 3-1, then we win 5 nil. then we beat them 4 nil. now we're going to win 5 nil. Look, there really isn't – it's not that close ever, and no. it's disappointing. I don't want to jinx this, Eddie, and it's very – I could. I could jinx it, but I want to jinx it. I feel like as a nation, we have been very good at – Duck and La Nina's fucking trappings. You know, she yep. rained a bit. She rained a bit in in uh, Brisbane, mm. but other than that, like she's yeah. still raining. But we're managing just to be like, yeah. Well, she got the memo, Tom. Yeah. She got the memo. Yeah, yeah. We just sent a we sent we sent a heavy around her to we did La Nina's and just were like, don't rain yep. on the days cricket's played. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, look, otherwise you might find someone following your family around. Yeah. You know, maybe. We might, you know, maybe. Might just start, you know, pooing on your front lawn. <laughs> like, not yeah. threatening, life threatening, but certainly we're going to make your no. life hard. 
we're going to make your life difficult. Yep. Very difficult. Ooh, you is might that a wake flaming up flaming bag of poo on the front doorstep. Yeah, yeah. You, you might wake up to poo smeared across your car window. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Door Stuff handle. like that. Car door handle. Door you handle. No, you got to open yep. it. Underneath it, that now I'm covered in poo and I'm stressed. And I'm carrying a lot of stuff and I need to be somewhere in a hurry and I don't have any time to run back inside and get the poo off my hand. So now I'm driving with a, with a hand of poo like and it's all over the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's all over the inside of the car. Now it's all over me. Now I smell like poo, but I've got a meeting, an important meeting, and now I'm at the meeting. Stinking like and shit. I'm shaking hands with someone, and I'm covered in poo, and they're covered in poo, and now it's a mess. That's what was told to La Nina. She got the memo. She's doing her best. Shout out to her. Fingers crossed she doesn't fuck Sydney. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, mate, look, I, I think that we've done enough for the punter and the dribbler today. You know what I mean? We, we have. banged out a nice you know, whatever the fucking length is. We've we've been here, we've sat down, we've ripped in. I've got to, you know, send people off on this holiday period when, you know, you're sitting around doing fuck all. Maybe you're having a night in. You know, you're keeping it sort of chilled. I've got a recommendation. You and I are yep. pretty... Uh, we've been critical of The Rock, and we are. We continue to be. Not critical. Critical is not the right word. We're just sort of, you know, we see him. We see him. But... We see him. We yes. see him, you know, we see him for what he is. And he's a bit of a bit of a magoo. But I watched Red Notice last night on mm-hmm. Netflix with Ryan Reynolds, who probably is the difference between it being a good and a shit movie. But it's a good movie. I like it. Rock was good in it. Ryan Reynolds good in it. If you want something to do. Steph even liked it. It's like an action movie. And Steph was into it. Yeah. So it's one that, you know, fun for the whole family. The Rock, whilst he is magoo... It's an enjoyable film. Uh, have you seen Don't Look Up yet? Yes, dude. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Have you watched Leonardo it? Leonardo DiCaprio. I've watched half of it. Bro, it's a good fucking movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm halfway through. Obviously, when you're on holidays, you sometimes run out of puff yes. and you need and your, your eyes abandon you. Yes. Obviously, I'm one of the greatest sleepers to have ever walked the earth. We all know that. So sometimes sleep gets the best. What I like about it is that it's actually almost prof- – well, I don't even know if it's prophetic or whether it was made with the intention, but – it speaks to a lot of the shit that's going on at the moment. I think it would have to have been made within that vein, right? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. But it's almost getting more and more like on the money, I feel. Mate, it's unbelievable. i tell you what I didn't realise I needed, Tom, but now I know I needed the whole time, maybe my whole life. Mm. Leo and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very, Very good. good. Very good. I lo- great chemistry. Such good chemistry. And they just like, you know, Leo's played funny roles before, but it was like, this is a this is a black comedy, but it's a comedy. And he's he's so good in it, dude. He's so good. He plays that fucking like really tense professor guy so well. You just like he's you don't, so good. You forget though. it's he's Leo. So fucking good. Even though it's Leo, you forget it's Leo. You're just like, dude, you you're so good. I was saying that to someone the other day. I'm like in all Leo's movies, everyone knows who the fuck Leo is. Like, everyone knows who Leo is. And yet, when you watch him in these movies, you forget he's Leo, and you're like, he's just someone else all of a sudden. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like, he is the best in the business. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. He's the best in the business. Yeah. I And obviously, like, I only know my own times for acting. But I find him to be the best that I've ever seen. Who am I? No one. You know. <laughs> He just, You're a person. Like, I'm just a person. I'm just a guy with a mic. 
I can't think of anyone better than Leo. And he's also been able to do it without fucking jacked up steroids. I'm going to be a Marvel superhero. It's like, nah, nah, nah doesn't nah, need to be. I'm doesn't need to be. And he's and he's like, but he's got he's he's aging on his own terms mm-hmm. as well. Like you're not you're not going to say that he's aging like George Clooney. He's still a very good looking guy, but he I think he just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And he comes in and just does his work and that's it like he doesn't he's not obsessed with like maintaining some sort of standard of look he's you know no I mean? he's just he's just it's almost like how jack nicholson got old yeah yeah jack yep. nicholson just got old and fat and big fat mm. titties and just like fuck it this is me baby i'm just one of the greats i but, hope he doesn't go marlon brando big though i don't think he <laughs> needs to go marlon i think you know there's nothing wrong with being healthy <laughs> i don't think you need to get unhealthy yeah, but Marlon was unhealthy. Marlon, well, Marlon's, you know, uh, I think aversion to, to health, probably what claimed him in the end. Not knowing anything about Marlon or even how he died, but that's just what I, <laughs> that's just a vibe thing. That's it's purely vibe. Um, but you're right, don't look up, fucking hectic movie. So is Red Notice, but for different reasons. Red Notice very much doesn't hold a candle to don't look up, but definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. But I think that's us, bruh. Happy New Year to all the punters that's and dribbles out there. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. year. Happy, happy New year, year, year to you, Thomas, my old friend. Love you. It's a shame we can't be together, but that's all right. Love you, bruh. It is what it 2021, is. hell of a year. 2022, you're the pun and the dribbler. That's what they're saying. You're the pun and the dribbler. That's what they're saying. Thank well, you it to is. all no, the no, pun and dribblers who, fucking, who have, who have, uh, have rode with us. Do you ride with yep. us? Thanks for all of for the riders, just for riding yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, for riding. For it's been a hell of a ride. 2022, bro. See you then, cunts. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>